Good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Uh, we're going to take a little break from uh, the um, circus of, uh, of Canada-India relations and we are going to talk about the Women's Reservation Bill, which I was supposed to talk a while ago and then up came the... Trudeau allegations. So uh, we're on the weekend. I hope you're going to have a great, great weekend, a great day. And and thank you once again for joining me. Um, So today we are going to say, like I uh, said earlier, about the Women's Reservation Bill in India, uh, the Nari Shakti Vandanan Adhiniyam. A bill that was passed in the Lok Sabha on the 20th of, uh, of September, that was yesterday, with 454 votes in favor and two against. It was then passed by the Rajya Sama unanimously. And as of today, it is waiting. Um, it is a bill that's pending the presidential assent. So uh, this bill, uh, when did, was this bill actually uh, proposed? So originally in 1987, Rajiv, the then Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi, um, you know, uh, commit, led a committee by Margaret Alva, the union uh, minister, and to give recommendations for the improvements, improving status of women. And Rajiv Gandhi introduced a constitution amendment to, uh, to provide one third reservation for rural, for women in rural and urban local bodies. Rural and urban local bodies. The bill was passed in Lok Sabha but failed to get passed in the Rajya Sabha. Um, in 1989, in 1992, the then Prime Minister P.V. government passed the 73rd and the 74th Constitutional Amendment, which mandated 33%, 33.3% reservation for women in the Panchayat Raj elections. Very good, that, was, that one was. And the Women Reservation Bill was first introduced um, uh, by the H.D. Gavda government, as the, as the 81st Amendment in 1996 in the Lok Sabha. Um, it was then referred to the Joint Committee of the Two Houses of Parliament, but the bill lapsed in with the dissolution, dissolution of the Lok Sabha. And um, the bill was, it was recommended the reservation be provided for women of OBCs and uh, OBCs. Yeah, OBCs. In 1993, a constitutional amendment was passed in India and called for a random one-third of village council sarpanch positions uh, in the Gram Panchayat to be reserved for women. Um, um, in the long-term plan was made to extend the reservations to federal and legislative assemblies. And, in, uh, and yesterday... Um, sorry, on the 19th of September, two days ago, the Honorable Prime Minister Narendra Modi will go down in history in the new parliament uh, for the 128th Constitutional Amendment and passing the Shakti Vandan Adinayam Bill. As we all say, Modi hai, to munkin hai. Um, so it passed with 454 in favor, two against. And it's just pending. I was pretty unanimous. And uh, yes, absolutely. Um, um, it is now waiting for presidential assent. Um, 
it's a great day uh, for India. And now I'm a woman. I'm, you know, a female. And I go by absolutely, you know, I'm a biological female. I'm not gay. I'm straight. I have nothing against other people. I have nothing against, uh, you know, people who are gay, lesbian, trans. It's their business, not mine. Um, but I am a woman. And as a woman, I should be happy, and which is great. Um, I have a lot of happiness for that bill. But I also have my reservations for that bill. Now, as you know, I'm not a feminist. I've had this podcast before. I am not a feminist. I don't believe in women rights, man rights, reservations, no reservations. It is your ability for hard work, your ability to use your talent, your ability to rise up. And when you empower a person to rise up, that capacity of yours builds builds and builds and and with that capacity to build work your energy work the currents and your waves surf float um, learn to balance yourself you will empower yourself not depending on the color of your of your uh, physical body on your shy shape of your physical body it will just be your energy field from the inside so i hope um, I'm not for reservations. I don't like reservations. Uh, just like how they have reservations for women, for, you know, scheduled castes, scheduled tribes, uh, you know, religions, communities, minorities, majorities. All of these are f- not real. They are, they are perceptions. They are not realities. Um, we have divided ourselves into groups when we have forgotten the basic in life that our life is our must be. We are an energy field and the energy field is always rolling. It doesn't roll because you're women or man of uh, character or minority. It rolls. It's like the currents of the ocean. Does it stop because you're minority majority? Is a minority wave majority wave? No. It grows. It's the energy field of the ocean. And once you understand this energy field inside you, you can empower yourself and you rise above the status quo and you understand the, the, the cycles. But when you don't, you're, you know, you're reserved to this negativity of your physical body. Oh, we are, we are confined to our body. We are confined to a label. We are confined to this. And I do not like that. And what happens is it forces you to live in this box. So there are, Millions of people who, who um, for example, reservations for women, for OBCs, O, o uh, Shaduka, sorry, SCSD uh, reservations, they will always remain scheduled caste, they will always remain scheduled tribes, they will always remain behind because they're getting free reservations. They don't have to do their hard work, they don't have to rise up, they don't have to empower themselves, they don't have to think out of the box, they're getting free reservations. That's freebies, that's what we call freebies today. While some people have to, you know, even if they work hard and they get good marks, they're not going to go forward because of the simple fact that the people, uh, it's been giving to this reservation uh, group and it gives you less quality work, less quality um, results. And that's why I don't like these reservations. At the same time, at the same time, I understand that we've got a deficiency in this group uh, in, in India and women have convinced themselves, their own very selves, that they are second class citizens. So, um, 
a woman is a second class citizen and it has when we grow up we are given this concept that we're there to bring children in the world look after the children and go from there and that's why there are groups who have never gone forward uh, they always stay behind. They're always in the same mold. They never rise up to the status quo. And what do they do? They always crib. They crib. They crib. They crib. And they crib. So that is, that is very very important to understand. Very important to understand. Um, sorry, I just dropped something here. Um, and that is uh, that is why I don't like reservations, um, or as some people call it, affirmative action. But I do, uh, I do recognize the fact that in some, uh, in some areas uh, in the country, and women are confined there on purpose, not allowed to rise up to the status quo. They are brainwashed to believe that they have to be one step behind. They have to always be, um, you know, sort of um, second-class citizens. And so by giving them this uh, quota, by giving them this quota, they're obligated. They're obligated to take part in democracy, take part in the decisions of society, rise up above the status quo, challenge the challenge the rhetoric, evolve, change. And I understand that. Um, the only thing is, if it's there permanently, you will always have a problem. More and more people will use their feminism, their masculinism, and they'll have this divide and rule. That is where divide and rule starts from. From your homes, from your streets, from your, from your uh, institutions. It rises up from your home when you divide people into women and men. Instead of just saying, you know, being that family, whatever or however, whatever size, gender instead of being that family united on strength united on on positive energy you're you're dividing yourself and oh i'm a man i'm you're a woman and that is typical abrahamic colonization of your mind typical abrahamic there's a reason why it's abrahamic because abraham believes abrahamic ideologies believe Oh, man and women, women and man, men are third, uh, women are third class, women should stay behind, and very patriarchal. All Abrahamic groups at Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they pretend that they are women-centric, they pretend to give equal rights, they, but they are in reality patriarchal. And from that, we overflow and get to this division of our homes and our minds. And that leads to divisions on the outside. But if we stop the divisions in our homes and just empower our children to understand our energy field and to empower them, we won't have the divisions on the street and in our, in our, and in our um, society. Um, so I'm, I, I am for... I am for um, a bill like this because I know that it does give people space who um, who otherwise would not think of rising up the status quo, otherwise would not think of of taking part in the decision making of life, um, and they will always remain backwards. Um, it will force some groups, some parties to give women rights. Um, And it will bring everyone to an equal playing field. But I would have liked for this bill to say, well, you know what? Only we'll have this bill, but only for 25 years or 50 years. And after 50 years, you renew it. 
okay? Do we want to renew it? Do we want to amend it? Do we want to change it? Do we want to scrap it completely? This is what I would like to see. And actually, I would like to see this for every single bill. Do we, res- do we change it? Do we resurrect it? Do we amend it? Do, you know, because there are some laws that we are here from 1947. There are some laws that are here that from, ni- from the British time. We are still going on British laws. Oh, well, it's a constitutional right. So I give you an example. The socialism has never worked in society. It has not worked because we are not a flat earth. The earth is not flat. We are cyclic. And you cannot bring everyone to the same level because there's always a wave that's starting. There's a wave that's ending. There's a wave that's on the top. There's waves that are... At its peak, the waves are at its bottom, the waves that are weak, the waves that are strong, there are always different types of waves. So you cannot have a flat playing field and say, oh, we are going to be equal society. Um, um, Some people need help, some people do not want help. So because of that, uh, we need to change our laws. And I would suggest, and I would like that, you know, a reservation could be made at the central level, okay, uh, at the federal level or the constitutional level, state level, uh, central level, um, but for a particular amount of time. So only for 25 years or 30 years or 50 years. And after 50 years, you automatically have to revisit that bill, okay? You have to revisit that bill. And once you revisit that bill, you have to change it, you have to evolve, you have to adjust for that particular period in time. If not, you're always stuck in the past. So it is important, and it, it, this is a, a given, it should be a given for every society, for every bill that, okay, well, this bill was made in 1886, or this bill was made in 1947. Uh, can we change it? Can We are now in 17, uh, 19, uh, or 2025. Can we change it? Can we update it? Can we have it evolved? Can we bring a different judgment to it uh, compared to you know 75 years ago? So I would like to see a bill that's, you know, not part time, but on a restrictive time limit where um, automatically in, in after, say, after 50 years of the bill, you reevaluate the bill. You can either scrap the bill, you can adjust the bill, you can amend the bill, you could, uh, you could add to the bill, you could subtract to the bill. That is what I would like Okay, and not a blanket bill for the rest of eternity, uh, because then once the women come in and so it becomes their automatic right, and if you take it away from them uh, and say no, no, you know what, you have to do it on your own strength now. There was a time that you did not have strength, uh, but there will be a time where you. Um, so we have this bill. Now that you have equal strength, you don't need thirty-three uh, percent reservation. You can rise up and have that challenge or take on a challenge on your own two feet, uh, depending on your capacity and not on the size, your shape, your color, your identity. That is what I would like. Um, You know, if a man is doing well, he's a great person, great uh, CEO, I'm not going to stop not taking for the sake of having a woman just to show that I'm woman-centric. and I'm not going to do that. I want someone who performs well. Um, and, and if you can perform well, well and good. I mean, hey, that's fantastic. Um, so I'm not for a blanket reservation bill. 
I mean, everyone supported it. So yeah, I would have voted for it. Uh, but I would like, you know, a time limit on these bills saying, you know, X amount of time. And for that matter, for any bills, for any, uh, any bills on any constitution. So that's one. And I do understand that changing it on the top is not going to help so much as changing in the grassroots level. And, and this is why it was started. Um, so it was started in, in 2010. Uh, where is that? I'm just looking for it over here. Um, so this Nali, sorry, in 2010... I'm just going to see here. There was a bill passed for the Gram Panchayat, Sarpanch, uh, the Panchayat level. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't get that bill right now. I can't see where it is. Yes, so, look, um, so I think in 2010 they had a bill amendment to have uh, the same reservation at the grassroots levels, at the local levels, meaning, um, yeah, here we go, Women's Reservation Bill 2010. So the Women's Reservation Bill or the Constitution 108 Amendment Bill 9th of March 2010 was a bill passed in the Parliament of India which says to amend the Constitution to reserve one third of all seats in the lower house of Parliament and in all state and legislative and assemblies, sorry, all in all state legislative assemblies for women. Um... And yeah, in, when was this passed? So in 1993, in 1993, a constitutional amendment was passed that called for a random one-third of village council leaders, Sarpanch uh, positions in Gram Panchayat to be reserved for women. Now that was great in 1993. Um... Because everything starts at the grassroots level. P things do not start at the top. Someone who has never had power, who voted for power, been in the midst of power, of administration, of legislative ad administration, cannot go from zero to hero. So having that at the grassroots level would empower women at the local levels to be empowered, to be a part of the decision-making process. And automatically, two, three generations later, that would change at the, at the central level, at the federal level. So we are now 20, uh, 30 years from that bill that was passed in 1993. So it's okay at this point to have a bill at the central level, at the federal level. Um, but it would have been it is always important to start at a lower level and then work your way up so why have we come to this part in society this this stop in society uh because a lot of women are empowered which was not which did not happen in 1993 it was not the case in 1947 um because they were given rights at the local levels, over time they slowly became part of society, part of the, um, you know, administration, uh, political process. They have risen up slowly, 
from the local levels, gone to the state levels, and now at the central levels, yes. They are now having the ability. Um, we have now a group in parliament or a um, government who's willing to give them, who's willing to give them, um, you know, power, who's willing to give them 30, 33% of seats at the uh, Lok Sabha and Lok Sabha elect, um, level. And, and that is good. That is okay. At the same time, um, like I said, I'm all for the local levels. 50% is even something I would like because at the, at the local levels, you always need more, uh, more people taking part. Then you rise up slowly. My only issues at the center, I would, you know, have liked for, um, a group of, I, I would have liked for it to have term limits. That means the bill could be revised in 20 years or 30 years or 50 years automatically. And that generation that revives it will amend it for their time. So if the women are empowered in, in 50 years from now and the men are weak, you're not going to have a reservation bill for 33% women. You have to amend it and make sure that the bill always has people who have left out to be part of of the um, you know political process but all in all look uh the people who like the bill and I'm and kudos to them I don't I don't particularly like I I like the bill but I would have liked you know I would have liked some type of amendment like I said with term limits and that is who I am so plus or minus there's plus and there's minus for me you know we'll take the plus um We'll take the plus uh, and we will go with it, you know, if that's what everyone wants and so be it. But just remember in life, whenever you are setting a bill, setting uh, an idea, setting a goal in life, it always has to be amended uh, with that place in time. I cannot take a decision today on basis of the same person I was um, you know, um, and the same ideas and opinions I had 30 years ago. 30 years ago, you would never find me talking about what I talk now. I didn't have the confidence back then. And I would have taken decisions for that stage in my life. Today, 30 years later, I'm taking decisions on the basis of my journey, my experience, my empowerment, my knowledge for this stage of where I am in life today. And I'm able to change and amend it. So similarly in government, okay, you have these laws and people take it for granted that it's their laws and now they are, they are stuck, they, they have to have it. And if someone doesn't give it to them, it's blasphemy, it's this, it's tension and it causes a whole lot of tension. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, that's why I like term, term limits, because people automatically know that if we do not keep up the work, keep up the hard work or em, empower ourselves or do something with the uh, opportunities given with these bills, then it'll be taken away from us. And, and it will be adapted to a new generation, new society, or completely just scrapped. And so people are always on that go that I have to be better. I have to give before I get. And I have to make this bill and all those who have contributed to this junction in life, give them the honor of saying it was worth it. And the people will now uh, benefit from it. Uh, and our society has benefited from it. And maybe we can go forward. So it'll always have that in the back of their mind and, and keep them 
uh, on their toes in doing better and, and providing better services to this to the people of India, and that's important for me. But also, like I said, the most important also is at the grassroots level to have this. Uh, that makes much more sense at the grassroots level, but it was already in, in, in place in 1993. And that's why today we have a society that can take decisions, uh, by and large, not all the time. Um, and a lot of women are more empowered. We thank the people of 1993 who gave this to us. Um, and um, today, 30 years later, we're taking that same decision and with absolute unanimous vote at the uh, parliament in, in the new parliament. Um, and it was great, great to see. It was pretty much unanimous. And kudos to um, the Honorable Prime Minister. Uh, like I said, I don't always agree with every political bill or party that comes along. Even if I like the Prime Minister, there are things that I, 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 I disagree with and things I could say. Well, I agree most of the time, but there are parts of it that I would change. So that is basically uh, who I am. Even if I like someone, I'm, I'm going to vote on issues and what... Um, you know, not on, on anything else, but I'm a person who votes on certain issues and what's there on the table at that particular time. But kudos to the Prime Minister. Um, and the takeaway from this is in your lives, understand that we all Aham Braham Asmi. We are all the uh, energy field and part of creation. We are the creation. We are the creator. Our energy runs us. It's not the form on the outside. That's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, it's always good to have laws at the local levels to empower local people to rise up. And over the generations, it will rise up. Uh, the society will rise up. We will produce better children, better women, better men. And the um, the final place for it to bear fruit and, and become egalitarian is at the center level. So 30 years ago, we had the, the gra at the grassroots and hopefully it has done some work because otherwise we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't have seen the day of the Nari Shakti Vandayan Adinayam. So on that note, I say thank you very much for your time. I do ask you to please share this, share this podcast and, and discuss it with your friends, family and res um and uh, friends and family and neighbors in your social media posts and understand the concept of having term limits on your bills um, or talk to your local parliamentarian, uh, send them emails, send them letters, talk to your social media group, say, what do you think if we introduce a bill of um, you know, term limits for your bills, for your... Um, for your laws that you set in that every 30 years a law has to be revisited and re-amended, uh, scrapped or adjusted depending on who the generation is and what they want at that particular time. So on that note, I thank you for your time. I wish you all the very best and cheers till we meet again.